0: Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning halos in the infield also brought to you in part by 714 tickets 714 tickets 714 tickets is a place to go to get 10 percent off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning h-i-t-i halos in the infield now enjoy the show hey 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 welcome in everybody to another episode of halos in the infield i am your host todd fox with the other host of the show
1: The Lone Star Halo, Fernando. I'm actually in the Lone Star State now.
0: Yeah, he's fresh off his plane ride back, leaving from California back home to the Lone Star State where he was an all-star in our little softball tournament the other day.
1: Yeah, I think – so my team, when you and I are on the same team, the first two games, we won those two. Mm -hmm. And then the third game, when it was (laughs) Team Lone Star versus Team Todd Fox, it was um, (laughs) – Yeah, it was a slobber knocker for, for team Fox. We'll say that they, they, uh, they didn't do too hot.
0: We got Fox hold. That's for sure. We, uh, we, we only lost by two touchdowns and a field goal. So it was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is softball. <laughs> yeah. I remember it, So my family had come just in time for that game. And, uh, first of all, they were like, where is everybody? I'm like, trust me. Everybody was here. The first game, the second game, we had some people taper off and by the third game, it was basically just the people playing and that was it. But, uh, Yeah, it it was a good time. That much I will definitely say. I am tired. I was sore, and so I can only imagine Mr. Todd Fox was extremely sore.
0: Yeah, I was kind of sore. I mean, the first two home runs felt great, but then after that uh, I started to feel the pain. So, Well, you could have
1: just done what Rendon did and just go in the IL after that. Like, oh, hit a left-handed home run, I'm done for the year.
0: I should have. I should have. (laughs) But softball tournament aside, it was a lot of fun. It was good to see you, bro, in the flesh. It's been a while. And we'll see each other during the season as well. But uh, to get into yeah. today's, you gotta show, come
1: this, you gotta come here for sure this year at least once, maybe for the All Star game.
0: Yes, yes, I gotta come down to Texas. That is damn sure. Um, but let's get into the show tonight, and we're gonna talk about two players in in uh, in general, and that is Mike Trout and Rendon. We'll sprinkle in a little uh, ex girlfriend Otani, and we'll talk it all over about he said, she said, all the stuff that's been out. We'll break down a conversation. Uh, on another show and we'll give our thoughts to that and then we'll talk about Mike Trout what he said and what Mike uh, what Rendon said so uh, what do you want to get started with first my man
1: I'll let you pick but the first thing I'm going to say here is it's the tale of two cities you have Mike Trout I'm I'm sure you saw that tweet Um, it's been all over Facebook and stuff about the guy who was like oh Mike Trout like I signed this contract in blood. Like, I I, I put everything for this team. I would die for this team. And then Anthony Rendon, I have to take three or four at-bats a game? (laughs) And and it's super true, right? I'll say this. Mike Trout, we give him a hard time about not being clutch. We give him a hard time about having a maybe not a Mike Trout-esque year last year. But I will say this. I have always been a Mike Trout fan. And I do love the guy, especially after all this, because say what you want, the guy wants to be here and he continuously makes it clear. I don't want to go anywhere. I know I can win elsewhere, but I want to stay here. So, uh, you know, I- I'm going to give the devil his due and I'm going to give him credit and just say, hey, you know, Mike trot has been our guy and he's going to continue to be our guy
0: absolutely so with that being said you dipping into the mike trout let's dip into what he said let's listen to this two or watch this two minute clip here whether you're watching on youtube or listening on podcast let's hear what uh mike trout has to say and then we'll break it down part by part here we go
2: i think uh you know it's just just small conversations um obviously had, had one right after the season i'm gonna keep that uh you know internally the between us but uh you know, I was I was uh, this off season. I was in contact with both of them, just uh, pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, you know, there's like I said, there's still there's still some guys out there that can make this team a lot better. But uh, you know, just with the guys we got in here now, it's first day of spring. Um, you know, but the additions what Perry's brought to this bullpen, I, I've always said that playing good defense and uh, you know pitching and having a good bullpen and um, you know, wins. You, you look at that uh, in the in the past. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing as, as long as I can until the get the season starts or till them guys sign. Um, you know, it, 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 it's just in my nature. You know, I'm doing a, everything I can possible. Um, you know, it's obviously Artie's decision. Um, I just I'm gonna put my two cents in there. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. Um, you know, there might be a time, maybe. Uh, I've, I really haven't thought about this, but. Uh, you know, when I signed that contract, I, I'm loyal, you know, I want to win the championship here and um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's mainly, I think the, the, the overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction, bailing out and just taking an easy way out. So I think that's, that's been my mindset, you know, maybe down the road if something's changed, but that's been my mindset ever since the trade speculation.
0: So what do you think about that? First, unpacking the first part of what he said.
1: Well, the first thing that comes to me, you can hear and see some legitimate emotion on Mike Trout's face. We're not used to seeing pure emotion out of him. The last time I can really remember something getting to Mike Trout was after 2015 when the Angels missed the playoffs by one game. came down to the last game of the season in Texas, and I remember Mike Trout saying something along the lines of, I mean, you know, this was, you know, 10 years or five years ago, I'm paraphrasing, or seven years ago now, geez. Yeah. He had said, maybe one day we can appreciate what we did, but right now it just hurts. And that was like, you know, the Angels competed in the last game and falling just a little short. That was the last time I ever heard him talk where I could hear the emotion. Right there, you could see a man who was almost on the verge of tears. You could see it. It looked like he was getting choked up. And you had said that maybe it was a jab at Otani. Mm -hmm. And maybe to an extent it was. And the reason for that is because of the pure emotion. I wonder if maybe there was some kind of conversation in the past they've had about, hey, we want to win here. We want to do it here. And all of a sudden, maybe something changed. Shohei maybe wasn't a man of his word. Once again, I'm, I'm just kind of throwing this out there. Yeah. And that's why Trout... Is having that kind of pain because, bro, you can see it right there. Now, that's a dude who's hurt. That's a dude who means what he says because, like I said, it looks like he's kind of getting choked up.
0: Yeah, a couple things that you said right there kind of got me thinking because what if it is the fact that maybe the organization promised them to a lot and then Otani just had enough, you know, and and he he bowed out or Otani saw his chance to leave and he broke free. And that was sort of a jab as far as he didn't come out and say test free agency or leave in free agency. He just or he just like kind of like painted it to a, a picture and say, oh, traded. You know, he wasn't obviously traded, but he took the he he exited stage left sort of like LeBron going to a super team. Otani's kind of done the same thing. And then the second thing that kind of popped out to me, not what you said, but what he said in the interview about Perry, you know, he said, I'm on these guys. It kind of like sounded like he, how he was with the USA team and when he was recruiting, except he was able to get what he wanted for Team USA. But when it came down to the Angels, he keeps pushing and saying, Hey, there's still players out there that could help this team. So it makes it sound like he doesn't, he's not all in on this team as far as being what they should be or could be. And then at the end, he says he keeps chatting to Perry, but ultimately it's, Whose decision?
1: So he had mentioned um, that he was talking about John Carpino and Arden Moreno mm-hmm. and that he's been very adamant with them all offseason. Like, hey, let's get this guy, this guy, this guy. And, you know, he's kind of mentioned that he's done stuff like that in the past. But um, this is maybe the first time that he's been vocal about it. You know, we really have no indication that Mike Trout calls people and like, hey, you should come here or mm-hmm. text people. You should come here. I know in 2017, he convinced Justin Upton um, once uh, with the waiver claim from Detroit. And I know he convinced Brandon Phillips in 2017 around that same time to waive his no-trade clause to come to Anaheim. And that was really the last time I know that Mike Trout used his quote-unquote influence to get players to come here. You know, I'll say this. I, we assume that Trout doesn't do that kind of stuff. We assume that he's not a master um, communicator, master leader. He's not the kind of guy who's over here like, hey, Todd, you should come here to Anaheim. But maybe he is. Um, and maybe at least right now, this is an example that he at least cares enough where he's trying to make this team better today. We have a lot of Angels fans who get upset that already goes after the big fish. But there's also a lot of people right now who are like, hey, I would love Blake Snell. No, I wouldn't love Blake Snell. I want Cody Bellinger. No, I don't want Cody Bellinger. These are polarizing guys. Say what you want, but a guy like Blake Snell would make the Angels better right now, this year, maybe even next year. Same with Cody Bellinger. They'd make the Angels better this year and next year. Would we regret it in three to five years? Sure. But at the end of the day, the fact that Mike Trout is vocal – let alone more vocal than the front office, that, hey, I'm trying to get these guys here, you know, that says something to me.
0: I I have to agree with you a, a thousand percent because it's something we haven't heard lately. And it looks like, you know, you know how we're always like, man, let's not do the status quo. It's the same old, same old. This from what you just described is different. You know, this is a different side of Trout we're seeing. So different is good, right?
1: It definitely can be. And here's the thing, a guy like Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell would make the Angels better because it frees up the opportunity to get a big return for somebody. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you signed Cody Bellinger. Okay, there's a lot of teams out there who are interested in Taylor Ward. We've heard that there's teams that have checked in on him. You signed Blake Snell, well, Fernando, Todd, you guys are idiots. We have so many lefties. Okay, well, now you can trade away either a Detmers or a Sandoval. It opens up some roster flexibility. It allows you to trade for maybe some more young key pieces Mm -hmm. that could be a large part in making the angels better in two or three years.
0: Yeah. They could be players that fit Ron Washington's game because we've, we've gone through some managers of late and maybe those aren't the players or these aren't the players that Ron wants or that Ron fits uh, fits his system. So this could be a way to get players to fit his system.
1: Yeah, because the Angels do. Yes, they have a couple of key young pieces, right? People keep throwing Nolan all out there. At the end of the day, this is Wow's first full season that he's a person. Right. We have no idea what we're going to get out of this guy. Did he do well last year? Of course, in his small sample size. But for all we know, he couldn't be dog water this year. And you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if that happens because this guy is still young. Okay? Mm-hmm. We can't get mad at him if he does flop because he did really well last year. So with that being said, you're assuming Neto is going to have a great year. You're assuming Hoppy is going to have a good year. And then you have your Moniacs. Okay. But after that, what are your other young key pieces? Ward has, I think, two more years of control left. Adele... Wild card, you have Adam Aaron Hicks, he's a one year stopgap guy, he's your Hunter Renfro for this year. You have Rendon, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You have who uh second base, you have Ren Hifo who mm-hmm. same thing, two years of control, maybe it's even three. Stefanic, it's Stefanic. The Angels don't like him, it's very clear they don't care for him, <laughs> yeah. they, they should care for him, but they don't. And then you have Drury for one more year, okay, yeah. So what I'm saying is there's not a ton of controllable young pieces. Third base, second base, two outfield spots, still up for grabs. If you trade Sandoval or Detmers, if you get that Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell, boom, maybe you can get a righty to replace Canning if Canning gets hurt. Because once again, you're assuming Canning's going to give you a healthy year. He's never done that in his career. There's a lot of question marks. And getting one of those proven arms could free up one of your other question marks because Detmer and about big question marks. I can trade them for reliable pieces.
0: Well, not only that, I mean, those are great takes because you're going to need some players too to fill some time and let some of these minor leaguers marinating because you know as, as well as I know that sometimes, you know, minor league systems that aren't that great like the Angels, you may think that they're you know, like you said, dog water as far as an organization, minor league talent wise, but there are some diamonds in the rough that come out of nowhere because they're given extra shots or given more opportunities to play and they're not rushed up. That's why these other organizations who have winning teams that have a, a, you know, a pretty good major league roster can let their minor league players develop and learn skills before they're having to be rushed up. One of the biggest problems for the Angels over the last few years is sometimes they've ruined some of their prospects, a.k.a. Adele and a few others, because they have to bring them up so fast because the need is there, because they don't have enough depth. And what you're talking about and getting some of these free agents and rentals and stuff will give the time for these young kids to get what they need.
1: Yeah, and you know Andrew uh, on our staff, he's been here for a couple of years. He's kind of our resident, you know, calls it as he sees it. You know, he's the first in line to check you or I if we're like, hey, we should trade Patrick Sandoval for Garrett Cole, right? Who would say no to that? You know, <laughs> in the group chat, sometimes we get a little crazy about, like, hey, let's do this, this, and this. And Andrew did say, hey, if you guys trade Sandoval or Denver's, you guys can get three or four good prospects for those guys. Say what you want about them having bad years. They are young, they are controllable, and they have shown flashes of potential that a team who's on the cusp would go crazy for. You know, we wouldn't probably trade with the Dodgers, but you know, a team like that, you know, a team like the Padres, maybe, who a young guy could make them a significantly better piece, uh, better team. Sorry, you know, the Rangers. They have a good um, a good farm system. They won the World Series, but they need to replace Jordan Montgomery. Maybe Detmers or Sandoval could do that. Yes, they're a division rival, but if it makes them better and it makes the Angels better, I would trade with Texas. They have great prospects. They have great scouting over there.
0: You know, guys like Detmers and Sandoval, I could easily see being traded to one of the teams in the Central, like the Twins who need starting pitching, yeah, a good the lefty. The Yankees, they're another one the Yankees uh the Blue Jays uh um, Ohio would would definitely take a Sandoval or a Detmers Baltimore
1: I would have said before they got uh, Corbin Burns
0: even Kansas City you know oh, they're yeah, looking yeah. to so so there, there's teams I mean that's just American League that me and you just uh talked about I mean the Cubs got, yeah the Cubs uh Atlanta always likes to fleece us so of I course. mean there's <laughs> the Braves so yeah, there, there's we'll give you a
1: squid for Sandoval. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a squid for Sandoval. Fair trade.
0: Yeah, straight up. Uh, but but no, this is this is something that the Angels should have and hopefully they have looked at. But again, I think me and you are on the same page. Uh, there's there's gonna be a domino or two that are gonna fall before this team breaks camp at a Tempe. You know, either we land a couple free agents or they have to trade or or both. And and uh, I just don't see this being the roster they enter 2024 opening day with. I think there's going to be a couple surprises because yeah. of the need.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me because Artie is very adamant right now to you know guys, not to Sam Blum, but uh, there was some local outlet who asked him if he's going to sell the team, and he made a very clear, "No, I'm not going to sell the team." <laughs> so with that being said, his unfinished business okay, so if he's really, really not going to sell the team, why didn't you do anything this offseason at Mm -hmm. all? You got a bunch of, I'm not even going to call them stopgap guys, because we're used as Angels fans to getting stopgap guys. What we're not used to is a whole offseason of absolute monkey shit.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And What's our biggest acquisition this year? You've said on record multiple times, our biggest acquisition this year is Ron Washington. Okay, but after that, who is it? Hicks? Sanu? Yeah. Pleac? So, yeah, I, I, I forget about Pleac. You know, I'm a little excited about Pleac. I will say that. I mean, yeah. I would be a lot more excited about Pleac if they would have got somebody else like a Jordan Montgomery.
0: Yeah. Well, the risk is definitely uh, not as, as high as a reward can be. So if he, yeah, if he, I, I,
1: you yeah. know, like I said, if he was just a piece this offseason, like like for instance, last year's offseason. You know, you got Renfro. If if it was like a last off season and they got Plzeck, I'd be like, "Hey, sweet! Like, I'm okay with that." Like, you know, because yeah. it's not like a Trevor Cahill. Like, Plzeck still young.
0: Yeah, he still got some fire in that tank. I think he could provide yeah. something. Is he going to be a number three or higher? No. Yeah. But if he can give you a number four or a number a solid five, I'm down with that. Yeah,
1: you know, especially because you probably do need someone to replace Kenny when he inevitably gets hurt. I'm not wishing that on him. I'm saying if his career record tracks. <laughs> he will get hurt at some point. And I hope not because I like Canning. I, I've always liked Canning since he came out of UCLA.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he, he really turned it on last year. I mean, you saw yeah. like him mix up his pitches really good, and he had, for first time I've seen him, a decent fastball. So, Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he could stay healthy. So, with that out of the way, we've kind of broke down Trout and the organization and what's been going on so far. Let's get into some of this Rendon stuff because it's highly <laughs> controversial. This is from Sam Blum. It's a 30-second clip, and then we'll break down another clip, which I don't have the video, but I have the audio. But this one's a video real quick of what he said at Tempe the other day to Sam Blum. 30 seconds. Training.
3: Is it still a top priority for
2: you? That's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at 7 in the morning or whatever <laughs> to to time it is. So
0: you, I mean do you want I mean do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have
2: answered baseball. your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he technically answered it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, what do you think about his cockiness and comments to Sam Blum as far as just saying, "Hey, it's a job."
1: Okay. Look, before I go in on him, I, I want to state the obvious. And, and I want you to agree with me because okay. I want to give the devil his due for a second and just entertain this, okay? <clears throat> for starters, Anthony Rendon is not the only athlete who feels the way he does. True or false? True. I guarantee you 99% of athletes internally would say that the sport they play, we're not even talking baseball, we're talking athletes, actually even people, 99% of us would say our job is not our top priority in our world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not alone in saying that he, his family and his faith are his top priority. Mm-hmm. Find me a single person who has a family who would say they value their work over their family. You're probably not going to find a lot of people. So I will say that about Anthony Rendon, because everyone's just like, oh, well, these guys are just always Rendon haters. So I'll say that. I will give him credit. And I agree. If you're an athlete and actually you value the sport you play over your family, okay, actually, you might want to check your priorities. I guarantee you Trout values his family over baseball. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. The thing that bothers me and most Angels fans, if not baseball fans in general – is the way that Anthony Rendon conducts himself. I have no problem with him loving his family and his faith more than baseball. You're entitled to that. I appreciate my girlfriend, our dogs, and the life we have together more than I appreciate my job. I'm sure you could say the same thing. That's mm-hmm. not a hot take. That, that's what makes you a person. But you don't skimp out on work because if you don't work, you don't get paid. If you don't get paid, there's no food on the fam- uh, on the plate for your family. For Rendon, if he doesn't show up to work, he still gets paid. And that is where my frustration comes from. I don't care that baseball isn't your top priority. Honestly, it shouldn't be. But the fact that you said that after years and years and years of milking the system, a system that you, Anthony Rendon, make fun of literally.
0: Yeah, here, here's my take on that. And I have to agree the the the, pro, the problem with this whole thing is you've seen baseball players come to home plate like Albert Pools used to point to the heavens. You see players kiss the cross that's on their chain around their neck. Uh, they'll say, "Hey, all glory to Jesus," and the, you know those guys are very faith-based and religious. Now, they hold themselves to a higher uh, standard because they feel that because of either Jesus or whatever, or if they're Buddhist or or whatever they, you know, Baptist, Mormon, uh, whatever got them there by their faith is what they should be thankful for, and they're given a God-given talent or whoever you believe in to be there and to use the skills that they have to further themselves, to make themselves the money and live the life that they have. And they're thankful for it. Right. And there's no doubt that we see that from all kinds of players. And on the other side, we've seen players who like, unfortunately in baseball, like in football, you really can't get away with it. If your talent, you know, starts to fall off, you're not, you know, they can cut you in the NBA and basketball or in baseball uh guaranteed contracts you we've seen it over and over other players kind of lose their focus once they get that big ass deal all of a sudden they began not performing like they should we've never seen a player though abuse the system whether it's fake injuries the angels calling them out saying it wasn't a real injury we haven't seen a player just misuse the 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 media and and just say things that, okay, maybe players have thought it and cheated the system, but behind closed doors and on the down low, Rendon's just in your face in a social media world and just blatantly giving you the middle finger as a fan. So I think that's why everyone's upset. That's why everyone's pissed because it's like, okay, it's one thing to have injuries. It's one thing to not live up to your, your contract, but to just be laughing it off, saying that baseball really doesn't matter to you that life is, you know, look, at the end of the day, like you said, it's a job, but you're making 36 million at that job. You're pretty important. 38. No, 38. And, and to top that off, your family doesn't have what they have if it wasn't for your job. So you can call up your job all you want on the down low. But in the end, I think you owe the fans and you owe the organization at least to lie and say, Hey, you know what? I love this game. Um, I love the fans. Even if you have to say it like a robot or an AI, do it, you know, do it because the way you're doing it, Anthony, is why we hate you.
1: Exactly. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, like, is baseball your top priority? No, my top priority is my uh, my friends, my family. But what is my priority right now is coming out here and showing these guys that I deserve the contract I'm getting paid for. You know what? I would live with that, and it wouldn't be news. Nobody would care because that's the right answer. If you would ask Mike Trout, hey, is baseball your top priority? I'm sure he would probably say something along those lines. Correct. And there's not, once again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with your job not being your top priority. I don't want people to think that that's why we hate him. Todd said it perfectly. We hate him because of the way he carries himself. It's this, I can do this, Todd, and you can't. You weren't good enough to play baseball, even though you love this game. I am good enough to do it, and I I effing don't care about baseball. And that is where my anger comes from. There is some guys out there, and luckily, minor leaguers aren't getting paid $12,000 a year anymore. But when he signed his contract, Angels players were, right? We were excited because we finally had a third baseman. No more Caleb Cowart. Okay, but here's the thing. Caleb Cowart was doing everything he could. I don't remember Caleb Coward ever going to third base and mailing it in and not trying. A lot of people hated Yanel Escobar because he was such an off-the-field issue. Yanel Escobar, people were like, well, he always pretended like he didn't want to be there. Guy batted 300. Guy had provided decent enough defense. I don't remember him ever purposely getting hurt. It's like Rendon never shows us that he's, even putting in the effort because he Mm -hmm. can't even just sit there and answer with a robotic answer like you said i can live with oh you know whatever yeah baseball's cool it's a priority of mine just like my family and whatever i'm I'm here to work hell dude look at freaking Marshawn lynch i'm just here so i don't get fined i'm just here so i don't get fined at least he was there (laughs) yeah at least nobody looked at Marshawn lynch as a football player and said that guy doesn't give a crap no He always wanted to be there. Yeah, he didn't want to be there answering the media. I've got no problem with you not wanting to answer the media. You know, you don't get paid directly to answer the media. Yes, it's part of your job, but you don't get paid to directly do that. They don't pay you per question you answer. So I get that aspect, but if they ask you, "Hey man, how's your wrist?" Oh, I've got two of them. What? I don't know. I'm blowing glass. It's that. It's fighting a fan. It's like, oh, he hit a home run left-handed. Yeah, great. That was cool. Okay, how about you just go on the goddamn field and stand in the batter's box? I don't even care if you strike out. Go earn your paycheck. (laughs) Like, that's where my issue comes from. One last time, I don't care that baseball is not his top priority. It shouldn't be. It is a job. You're right. But at the end of the day, my issue comes – because he never acts like he cares. You don't care about the fans. You don't care about the organization. And you don't care about the job that you're potentially taking from a minor leaguer who does want to be there, who's hungry to be there, who's tired of eating ramen noodles out of a bathtub.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you brought up some former angels. I'll think of Sean Figgins, too. Figgins was a, a bench guy, outfielder. He played third base for a while because of Gloss not being there and and, uh, you know, he he learned a new position. You know what I mean? And he worked himself to a contract. It didn't work out for him in Seattle. But for the most part, he played his ass off, dude. And we, and we love players like that. We remember players like that we don't remember tools like freaking Anthony Rendon.
1: Hey, we will always remember Anthony Rendon. In 20 years, I guarantee you, you're still going to remember Anthony <laughs> Rendon, for better or worse.
0: Exactly. Well, let me play this clip here. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we could stop it and start it. You just tell me when you want to stop it. And uh, This is uh, Jonathan Papelbon uh, being interviewed by the guys on Foul Territory with everyone's angel favorite, uh, Anthony uh, – well, uh, Aj Brzezinski. So here, here's the first part, and uh, we'll we'll break into it. It's about a four minute clip, and uh, we'll 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 see what they say and see if you agree with Jonathan's uh, talk about what he would do with Rendon. What what comes first in your life when you were playing? Faith, family, or baseball? Baseball. Okay, all right. Because there's a guy out there in Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, that said baseball. Doesn't exist. Just a job to him, and I think didn't you you played with Anthony Rendon somewhere along the way? Yeah, right. So I mean, this doesn't come as a surprise to a lot of people that know him. This is just him. And listen, we all understand. Listen, baseball is a big deal, but obviously family comes before anything, including baseball. But for him to say this as a
3: former teammate, what are your thoughts? Well, look. I've been through the whole gamut, man. When I was early, I put baseball before everything in my life. And, you know, it it, it didn't work out as like I would. But look, at the end of the day, we all have our faith in in, in God, whether we're Jewish, Catholic, Baptist, you know. That that doesn't matter to me. And we all got families, Right. We all have either we got a wife or we got a girlfriend or two or three girlfriends or, you know, we got mama coming to the games. We all deal with that shit. Right. But at the end of the day, this is what you sign up for. And it drives me absolutely nuts to see guys. If if this is what you believe, just keep your damn mouth shut. You
1: don't got to say it. Um,
0: What do you agree with that part? Do you agree?
1: I mean, we've said everything so far, right? You know, everyone's going to say their family is number one, their faith, number one, literally stuff we had already said. So, so far, I agree with everything.
0: Okay. And and, and I, I like that last part, too. I mean, if if you got any kind of opposing, you know, idea of it, just keep your mouth shut, which he has it.
1: No, yeah, exactly. He's very vocal that, like, no, I don't care about this.
0: Yeah, so here's a, here's the a last part right here
1: because now guess what everybody else that's going to come into that locker
3: room is going to say oh well we're third on the list here we don't mean anything and that's just to me a cancer in the clubhouse man i look when i played with this guy i used to watch everybody you know because being a closer you know you're you're the last one in the training room you let the, the the starters for the day get their work in you know your relievers your starter pitcher then your relievers go in well Closers are always the last one to go in training room. It's how it works. Well, so I would always watch guys as they would come and go, and I would tell myself, "He ready? Oh shit, he ready? That guy, no, that dude ain't ready. He ain't ready today." And I could almost predict to you like how that game was going to go based on each player. And every single day, this guy shows up to go out. It was like a chore. And he strictly got away with just raw athleticism and raw talent. Now you can do that, but there's a reason why has he even made an All Star game yet, or may, maybe one. I don't know. There's a reason why you know he's not as su- successful as he's really truly could be because he's got more God given talent than probably all three of us sitting here talking. But at the end of the day, he don't give a shit. So when 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 you
0: so <laughs> sounds about right, right?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to see. I think he's made one All Star game, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I can't even attest to that. I just know, I just know of his World Series career because obviously that one year before, um, you one All Star appearance, one All Star appearance. Okay, because the 2019. year before, 2019, oh, so it's a World Series year, right? Correct. Yeah, so so I know that the year before, I briefly heard about Rendon. I didn't know that much about him, and then 19, obviously, he he you know blasted onto the page. Um, but I agree with everything Papelbon said right there. I mean, he, he is a cancer in the locker room. He's gotta be Papelbon's a head case himself, but if he's seeing right there that, Hey, this guy's not, you know, he's got the, all the God given talent, but he's not, he's not checked in at all. He's always like one foot in one foot out type deal.
1: Yeah. And, and it's crazy to me to think that there is a universe where he ends up a Dodger. Because if you remember, it was between the Angels and the Dodgers. There may have been another dark horse candidate, but those were what everyone was saying. So as far as the Dodgers, he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to go somewhere where it was too Hollywood. Did he not want to go somewhere where it was too Hollywood? Or did he know that if he went to the Dodgers, he would have been eaten alive?
0: You know what? That's a great take, Fernando, and I'm pretty sure you're dead on with that because we've talked about it on here where the media just, I mean, think about how many times me and you have said, what if Artie pulled that as the Dodgers owner? He would not be owning the Dodgers right now. He'd be out ousted from baseball, but it's fine for him to do the shenanigans down here in Anaheim. You know, he gets away with all the crap and Dude, I would love to have seen Rendon sign this huge contract. and I mean, back in the day, bro, like when I was growing up and I saw the Dodgers sign these players, when the Dodgers offered, I believe, a contract to Darren Dreifert, he was one of their pitchers, and he was underperforming, kind of like a cancer in the locker room, they did eat him alive, and that's way before social media.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was back in the day where the only way to eat someone alive was, Word of mouth and the uh, sports talk radio, correct? Like back when sports talk radio actually was something, now you just got dingus's like Roger Lodge on
0: <laughs> dingus in the morning,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, we live in an age now where, yes, anyone could have a, a podcast and mm-hmm. yeah, anyone listens. Trust me, we know that
3: <laughs> there's yeah.
1: times where we're like, well, we have a couple thousand people to listen, what's going on? Um, <laughs> so what I'm saying is. It's much easier now to be vocal and it's much easier to get your opinion out there, right? You have Twitter, you have Facebook, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And any athlete who says they don't pay attention at all to the noise is lying. I mean, even Anthony Rendon has said that, yeah, I don't have social media, but my family sends me some of the stuff that people say. So, you mean to tell me that Anthony Rendon's never seen any of our tweets? We know for a fact already knows who we are. If already knows yeah. who we are, there's no way that Anthony Rendon hasn't seen some of the stuff that Angel's X, because Angel's Twitter anymore, <laughs> is saying. And, you know, we're part of that. And,
0: and, and here's the thing, too, to add on to that. If I'm an athlete today, especially a high-profile athlete, Fernando, I don't think – I'm an asshole. I think I'm going to not only put on something for the fans, but be a general nice guy because there's some nice guys who maybe aren't nice behind the scenes. But nowadays, you really don't have the luxury to be an a-hole. And if you are, you're grilled, like you said. And like you said, if you're not paying attention, look at these football players that go off on these Twitter rampages or baseball players that can't handle the heat. It's almost better to be safer than sorry nowadays because you're not just in back in the day fighting with maybe a newspaper reporter that doesn't like you or or a radio host that doesn't like you that picks on you or even maybe a TV broadcaster that has it in for you. No, you're fighting an entire fan base and maybe another fan base of another team because you pissed them off, you know what I mean? Or the league in general. So yeah, the amount of heat that he keeps turning up on the stove for himself, that's on him. He could have taken this and even with his career going the way it has, he could have taken this a, a completely different way than where he has taken it. I mean, just a couple months ago, we were talking about the nerve of this guy when he said, Oh, I think they should shorten the season.
1: The last mother effort that should be saying it said it. Absolutely. You know, you, even like Albert Pujols, when he was an angel, if he were to say it, I'd be like, I, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, oh, man, yeah, I can't blame him, dude. The guy's got plantar fasciitis. Poor dude's out here. You know, I mean, Pujols plays, what, 140 to 150 games a year? Correct. Okay. Yeah, say what you want about, well, Pujols underperformed. underperform. His contract gets thrown all the time for one of the worst contracts of all time. At least the guy played. We've done episodes on episode on episode about Rendon and having to trash him. You know what? I've told you many times. I want to cheer for the dude. You and I last year bet like $1,000 that he would finish top 10. And this year, same thing, $1,000 combined if he's the comeback player of the year. I got gifted a Rendon jersey for my for Christmas a couple years ago. I still have it. I never wear it, but it's there. <laughs> I I want to wear it. I have a Rendon t shirt, a jersey. I want to wear it. It's funny when you go to Angel Stadium, they have nothing about Rendon. Why? Because it doesn't sell. Because people don't want it. Because people yep. don't like him. Yep. We have to do a whole episode, maybe tomorrow's episode, where we talk about how bad the merchandise experience was yesterday when I went to the Big A gift shop. Yes, um, I would like.
0: To, I would like to hear that. And number two. Yes. Do you think because we've already discussed who would be up there on our dreams of like maybe, you know, uh, generational angels on the top six in the front of the stadium. But do you think Rendon <laughs> makes it up there again, despite everything?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I, I uh, no, I wonder if it's part of their contract. That could be like, I wonder if it's like, a, oh, you're you're a guy up there. You know, we'll put <laughs> you up there. Oh. And you know, say what you want, but Rendon is one of the most recognized angels for better or worse. A lot of people know he's here.
0: Oh, for so. very much so, worse I, to be honest. I'd rather see Roger Lodge, uh, on a full, full house still put up there than that. Yeah. Be maybe yeah.
1: Hilarious, honestly. They should all, just, all six of them just be already. <laughs> Talk about
0: not wanting to purchase your tickets. Like if you're still doing it old school, trying to get your tickets from the ticket booth, and you just see six Arties, different Arties up there, you're like, you know what? I could do something else with my money.
1: You have six generations of Artie. <laughs> Scrooge, he looks like Scrooge McDuck in all of them. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's really what I have to say about the redone thing. I mean, Jan- Jonathan papawan said nothing of uh that we didn't already know mm-hmm. um we know the kind of guy he is and you know what that's fine at least he's owning up to it like i i can't get mad at a, at a player for being honest but um i i just want him to prove me wrong I, i'm tired of it I'm, I'm tired of him just taking someone else's spot you know i would have happily had mike moustakas at third base over Rendon.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's going to be a huge hit for the angels moving forward. Cause Absolutely. I think Ron Washington would have loved to have managed a guy like Mustakis. but you know, as we move on and we have to, um, into the 2024 season, look, as much as we hate Rendon and, and you, you brought it up, we would gladly donate a thousand dollars to any charity of his choice or even to his pocket if he was a comeback player of the year, because in the end, if Rendon hits 26 home runs and 80 RBIs and bats 270 or 280, that's only going to help this team. And we're in the business, unlike Artie, of winning. You know, we're not in the entertainment business. We want this team to win and be relevant. And if he's putting up his numbers that we think he can, along with everybody else, this team could be fun. Then it's entertaining because they're winning. So, that's it true. all would add up in our favor and Rendon because I think the tide would turn and be like, well, finally he's coming through and and you know Angel fans they're they're hard but they're also soft and you give them an inch they take a mile and then in a good way as well not only in a bad way but in a good way so if Rendon was of some miracle of God turn into a player that he should have been absolutely I I wouldn't be as big as fan but I'd be right there cheering for him because he's helping my team win
1: absolutely when it cures all it really does it does absolutely
0: uh you got anything else you want to bring up as we hit that mark here for the show
1: no no i i think that's it i mean we somehow turned two and a half interviews into 45 minutes so we continue to do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah exactly All right, so uh, again, thank you for everybody that came out to the Halos in the Infield second annual softball tournament. We promise a bigger and better one next time. We'll have more time behind it this time, more organization. Uh, We'll have a couple more things coming up this season as far as spring training is concerned, also some shows uh, previewing the upcoming season Um, and then the opening day and all that other good stuff to go. So uh, for Todd Fox and the Lone Star Halo. Catch you on the flip side.